Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is the TeacherCast podcast, and today we are talking all about student tech squads and ways that we can leverage our students both in and out of our classroom to help not only with our classes, but also to help provide some great professional learning to our teachers and maybe even our parents as well. I hope you guys are doing well. Of course, as we go through here, everybody's looking around to figure out what they're doing, how they're working with this whole distance learning thing. If you guys have any questions, please head on over to teachercast.net. Find us on Twitter at teachercast. And of course, leave us a voice message at teachercast.net slash voicemail. I am so thankful that so many of you guys have reached out or asking questions, asking for videos, anything that TeacherCast can do to help you guys out at this time we would love to have you guys be a part of the Teacher Cast Educational Network. I have three amazing guests today. I want to bring first on Dr. Wendy O'Connor, who's currently serving as the Director of Educational Services at the Department of National School District. Dr. O'Connor, welcome to the, to the podcast. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you doing these days? Um, I am working uh, behind the scenes uh, from home, as is everyone, to try and figure out how we are going to continue educating our students virtually through distance education. Um, we have had two weeks of spring break. Well, we're on our second week of spring break. So it's given us a little bit of time to figure out what our next steps are. And we're hoping to begin rolling out a distance learning plan next week. So that's taken up pretty much all day, every day for the last uh, two and a half weeks now. You know, I, th I think a lot of educators and school districts are in that same boat of where are we, what are we doing? And, you know, today I'm also thankful that we have on one of the teachers in your school district, Mr. Nathan Bland. Nathan, how are you today? Welcome to the, to the show. I'm doing well. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How are you looking forward to distance learning? And, and, and what does that mean to you right now as you guys go into this new realm of, of education? Well, I'm the district resource teacher for technology. So I support all of our K-6 teachers in technology. So it's going to be very interesting trying to help teachers at all different levels figure out distance learning. And I'm glad that you're here today. We're here to talk all about some of the great things that your students are doing. And to help us out, we also have one more guest. I want to bring on Miss Julie Porter. Julie, how are you today? Julie is the education consultant for an amazing company for Promethean. Julie, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and what is new with Promethean these days. Thank you. Um, well, we have lots of new things. Um, we're getting ready to launch a big firmware update for our panels, which is going to bring a lot of very useful tools to the classroom when we get back in the classroom. Um, lately, we're spending our time working from home and trying to support teachers as they transition into this online learning and um, trying as much as we can to reach out and say, hey, if you need help, you know, we do have a, an online platform that can make it a lot easier. And we're all here ready to now, obviously, look, there's a lot of things that are going on right now in education. And one of the things that a lot of our teachers are doing right now is trying to figure out how to stay in touch with their students, how to leverage those relationships that we're building in our classrooms in a completely different world, a virtual world right now. Nathan, talk to us a little bit about your program. You've got some interesting students, don't you? Yes, I 
we created tech squads at our each of our 10 elementary schools where the students are like the mini tech team at each school where they help with problems with Promethean boards, with computers, with Chromebooks, iPads. So they're kind of that first that first step to help teachers out when they need help. Talk to us a little bit about how that whole project got started. Is it a new project, something that you have been doing for a while? Um, I can speak to that. Sure. Uh, so we were piloting uh, some of the Promethean panels um, about a year and a half ago or so. And um, at that time, I was new to the district and I was really excited to get out to the classrooms and see how these panels were being used and kind of, you know, where we were in the pilot process. And I went to a sixth grade teacher's classroom, um, Jamie Hill. And I have been to many classrooms uh, prior to that. And the, the teacher, of course, shared with me, you know, the great things they were able to do with their Promethean panels. Um, but what was different in Jamie's class is um, instead of, you know, um, having me sit down and, and listen to her talk about the panel, she immediately introduced me to about six of her students mm -hmm. and said she was going to head to the other side of the class. Uh, she was doing a small group lesson with some of her other students. She said, you're in good hands with, with my tech squad. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the six students or five or six students, um, you know, went on to provide a demonstration for me of everything they knew about the Promethean panel. Um, but then, you know, time, time, <laughs> Time ended and um, Ms. Hill said, okay, guys, uh, you know, we're going to go on and we're going to do a whole group lesson now. And they were just so excited to show me everything. They were sad to have to stop showing me what they knew. So um, it gave me the idea once we completed the pilot and decided to purchase uh, Promethean panels for every classroom that um, rather than, you know, just having a few tech techie kids in your own class, why not uh, create a squad of students at each school that would be able to support all teachers uh, from TK all the way up till sixth grade? And so that's where the idea uh, kind of started uh, from seeing it as a model in a classroom. I love the idea how students were the ones that really started that ball rolling to have mm -hmm. programs that are helping the adults. You know, that's something that we do in our classrooms and in, in my middle school is I've got a broadcasting group of students and I'm using those students not only to do morning announcements and fun things like that, but they're now going into other classrooms and they're teaching all about audio and video to their Englishes mm -hmm. and social studies teachers and all there. Nathan, talk to us a little bit about how these students are utilized. Do, do teachers sign them out? Does the district say we're doing a, a, a day? How does the whole program run? So initially we trained that group of students over the summer. Julie came in and provided a, a one day training with the students. And now the this tech squads just kind of run on their own. When teachers need them, they can send a pass to pick up one of these fifth or sixth grade students that will come in and help solve whatever issue they have. The students also check in in the offices in the morning to see if there's substitutes. So that way they can go in the class and give a quick training to the substitutes before school starts. That is such a great idea to have the students being helpful for when there's you know extra visitors and extra guests. Julie, talk to us a little bit about the training. What was it like working with, with the students? What, what level were they at? Did you have to start at level zero, level 10? Like, talk to us a little bit about working with these wonderful students. They were amazing. Um, first of all, this is a fantastic group of students. And um, we had 
several, like, like three hours of training and really no breaks. And mm-hmm. we had no no problems. The kids were just actively engaged and excited. Um, we kind of started from square one with using the Promethean panels, but um, they were very quick studies. Um, students are so familiar with technology and it's easy for them. So they um, they were great. And then they were really excited to and presented to the teachers the next day to show off what they learned. And all, all of us trainers were sitting there like as a student demonstrated something that we individually had taught them. It was like, yes, they remembered what I said. <laughs> it was pretty great. How many students total did you say that you have in the program? We have about 75 students. Wow. It's 10 schools, and depending on the size of the school, they have between six and nine students at each school. So they must work together an awful lot. Do they have a chance to work between, obviously, you know, not between the schools, but I mean, do they have a chance to interact with each other? Do you have like a huge Google Classroom or some kind of resource? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you keep track of everything, and how do you make sure that everyone's staying up to date on the latest technologies? Yeah, absolutely. We do a lot through Google Classroom. So I do a lot of screencasts that I send out to the students. So like if they need to go update the Promethean board, for example, I'll do a screencast so they can watch it before they go do it. Since it's 10 different schools, it's kind of hard for me to meet with them very often. Like we meet maybe about once a quarter or so. Mm -hmm. And then um, most of it's through Google Classroom. And the great thing is with Google Classroom, when the students have a question, a lot of times before I can even answer, one of the other students in the group will answer their question. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. I, 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 you know, with my own broadcasting kids, I'm starting from scratch. We're trying to build this program here. How long do you think it took, would you say, from your program to go from concept to students? You said you have 70 something of your students to, you know, starting to work as a team, starting to act like a family around each other. What was that process like? Uh, the I student. Think, oh, go I, ahead, Wendy. I was going to speak a little bit to the recruitment process, which was pretty quick. And then, you know, Nathan can kind of uh, take it from there. Um, we decided, you know, to do the recruitment at the end of last school year. Um, the idea is that we wanted students in both fifth and sixth grade. So we um, asked the teachers to work with their students to recruit fourth and fifth graders. So when they started the new year, they would be fifth and sixth graders. Um, and then the idea is that we can continue u- utilizing those students for the onboarding for subsequent years. So, um, of course, the sixth graders will leave us to go to middle school, but the fifth graders will become sixth graders and be able to onboard the new fifth graders that we will recruit at the end. Well, I don't know what mm-hmm. distance learning, but we will eventually recruit um, who our new students will be to add on to the team. Um, and it was a pretty uh, quick process. I would say we probably, from the time we um, kind of collaborated uh, with Julie to decide how we wanted to do it and when we wanted to do the training, um, you know, we communicated with the teachers, the teachers um, helped identify the students. We had a parent permission um, process as well. And it seems like it was maybe about a two to three week turnaround. So it was very quick for the recruitment. And then, um, like we already mentioned, they had the training over the summer. So we were able to all be together. Um, And then Nathan kind of took it from there once the school year started. So I'll let him kind of add on how it grew as the year um, moved forward. The the best thing is that we got a great group of students who are really 
enthusiastic about what they're doing and they're just they're always looking for new work to do they came together as groups really fast um, at the beginning they would all go together just so if one student forgot something one of the other students in the group would would remember so at first they went in groups of you know four to eight and then from there they kind of paired down to teams of two where each each duo will check in at the office each morning to kind of see if there's anything to do mm-hmm. when there's bigger projects all the students will show up and they'll they'll go to all the classrooms like if it's an update or something like that you know just listening to the, the process that you go through i'm sitting here thinking about you know again my own students how i'm hoping that this summer turns out how i'm hoping that next summer starts julie let me bring you back in here as as Promethean is working with these school districts, I'm sure that anybody listening to this show might say, how do I get involved? How do I start a tech squad? Is there some way out there that I can replicate this? Talk to us a little bit about the relationship that Promethean has with not only this school district, but with other school districts. And is it possible for other school districts to create their own tech squads? Absolutely. Um, so Promethean has so many departments, but the best one, of course, is mine, the education consultants. And um, there are over 30 of us spread across the country. So any school that has Promethean products also has an education consultant that is assigned to that school. And um, we never just dump off the panels and leave you to swim on your own. The education consultant should be in touch with you all the time, offering training, um, available to answer questions and all of that. So when we had the meeting where Wendy first brought up this idea, I remember I was just like, this is such a great idea. I can't wait to be part of this. And um, brought it back to Promethean and said, you know, hey, can we support this? And they were absolutely excited about it. So we provided... um, t-shirts for the kids that were much too large. So they all looked like they were wearing Promethean dresses. And, um, but um, Promethean in general is very excited about this program. And um, any of the ECs would be really happy to help any other schools implement it. I, I, I love that. Uh, just being able to work out there, help out, you know, get, get them gear that they can wear, feel proud, feel part of that team. Was there a budget involved in any of this stuff? I mean, in order to start this up, it, it seems like it's just student learns the knowledge and then turns it around. But, um, you know, Dr. O'Connor, is there a budget for, for the program, you know, supporting 70 some students here? Um, Really, there hasn't uh, been any need to create a budget. Um, I know when we did the training, um, Promethean donated uh, the T-shirts and donated uh, pizza for lunch that day. Um, And beyond that, you know, everything's just been kind of moving forward organically. Mm. Um, You know, not that we couldn't, you know, think about a budget and how to enhance it, but we really have not needed to. It hasn't been a necessary uh, piece. So, you know, I think... um, the, the reward of just being part of this team and, and being able to, um, you know, move forward with technology for our teachers, our students, and our whole staff has, you know, really been the goal. And we've done it without having to spend a dime. You know, obviously we're in a spot right now in education where there's a lot of unknowns, but there is going to be a point in time where we get back together, get the classroom together and, and return to a sense of normalcy. I want to start with Nathan here. What do you see the future of your program being? 
all things considered, all things equal here, as you move forward, where would you like to see your program grow? And and where do you see, how do you want to see your program evolve over the next year, maybe two, as, as you move through this uh, process? Well, we initially just started with the students kind of helping with the Promethean boards. But as this year gone has gone on, they've started helping with Chromebooks. We did a iPad um, rollout for our K2 students. So the students have done a lot of work with teachers um, on the iPads. And I, I think iPads will kind of be our big next step. Uh, one of the really cool things that happened just a couple weeks ago is I was teaching the, showing the students how to use Apple Classroom. Mm. And the group that I was teaching, I told them, you know, do you guys feel comfortable going into individual teachers' classrooms and kind of helping them get started if, if you need to? And these little fifth graders go, well, why don't we do a staff meeting for all the teachers where we can just teach them all at one time? And I was like, you, you guys would really want to go teach all the teachers at that school? And they're like, absolutely. So I'm hoping that we get to the point where this tech squad group can not only help the teachers, but also go do some professional development. I mean, that's some real world learning <laughs> for the students there. I think that's a perfect idea for that. I mean, doc, Dr. O'Connor, where would you like to see this? I know you're overseeing the program. You've got a lot of hats in the district. Where would you like to see this expand? I mean, again, all things considering about where we are in this world educationally, I would assume that you were planning to have uh, training part two this coming summer. What were you looking forward to and how would you like to see this evolve? Well, I was looking forward to, you know, just following a similar process to what we did last year, uh, where we recruit that next group and we kind of build in an onboarding opportunity where the older grade students train the younger grade. I think that will probably still happen. We just don't know the timeline of that. But, um, you know, now that we're moving into this distance learning, um, you know, as I mentioned, we were on, we've been on spring break, so we haven't rolled it out yet. But I would love to be able to kind of brainstorm um, with Nathan and Julie, you know, um, outside of this uh, podcast, you know, how these students might support our teachers, because one of our um, challenges we know is going to be teachers who are maybe a little bit anxious with technology are really going to struggle with distance learning. And maybe um, the tech students at that particular school could, you know, be on call or something. I don't know. We, we can kind of brainstorm, you know, how we might be able to use them to support teachers. And I also think those students could be um, a great uh, group for us to gather feedback as we roll out distance learning. Um, I had an opportunity to join um, a two-day webinar with uh, Discovery education last week about distance learning. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Um, one of my favorite parts of that webinar was um, a segment where we heard tips from China. So educators, uh, technology folks who were, you know, doing the distance um, learning in China, they were going on week nine. Mm. And they kind of ended their segment um, with something that really resonated with me. They said, uh, be prepared to have a lot of challenges and make a lot of mistakes um, and be prepared to learn from that. So the whole, you know, the growth mindset. And, and they said, and the best way to do that is to ask your students, 
how is it going? What's working? What can we do different? What can we do better? What should we stop doing? And I really think that this group of students could be, you know, our feedback group. Um, of course, we'll want feedback from all students, but we can really put them in that leadership role and say, hey, your feedback is going to make a difference for our entire district on how we move forward with this and how we might revise and improve as we go. So um, that, that's something that, you know, really has just popped into my head recently. But I would love to be able to utilize those kiddos um, in whatever capacity, you know, presents itself as we move forward. I think that's some of the best advice that we've had when it comes to distance learning. We've done a lot of shows on the topic, especially over on our Ask the Tech Coach brand. And just the whole idea of keeping the students not only involved, but involved with everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, ask them their opinions. They're the ones that are there and, and using it. Um, and also don't be afraid to reach out to some of these big companies that are out there. They're here to support us in the classrooms. They're here to support students and they're ultimately here to help make our distance learning just a little bit easier. Julie, I don't know if you can mention anything about what Promethean is doing when it comes to supporting teachers in our distance learning. Um, is that something that, that your department's working on? Oh, absolutely. Um, within a week, we had a bunch of materials put up with tips and tricks for mobile learning. Um, I mentioned we have a software platform called ClassFlow that is designed to be online and you can deliver materials to the students, ask them questions, do assessments, everything online. Um, the ECs are all lined up and ready to help. We're going to start providing twice weekly webinars and Facebook Live sessions on just little things that can be done with our software, um, even without our hardware. And um, yeah, we're, we're trying everything we can think of to be helpful to teachers. Well, we would certainly love to hear when those dates are. We'll put them in our show notes for this and we'll start to tweet those out. Great. Because right now, there's a lot of teachers that are getting together and they're starting the journey. They're in the middle of the journey. But my goodness, my heart just dropped and you said nine weeks and and who knows where we are with everything here. But you know, the one thing I'm learning is that we are all here to support each other and that's colleague to colleague, tech coach to teacher, teacher to student, mm -hmm. ed tech company to school district and beyond. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for your time today and sharing not only the stories about how your district is, is coping through distance learning, but also about your amazing students and, and those awesome what you said, really, really large shirts, right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we would love to continue this conversation. Please feel free to come on anytime. Julie, I'll give you the, the, the first words here. Where can we go to learn about Promethean, some of the great things that you're doing? And uh, you know, if you want to plug any of these uh, resources that you have coming up, uh, we would love to, to learn more. And again, we'll, we'll put all this stuff in our show notes. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Go to prometheanworld.com. Um, if you want to go right to a spot that has lots of how-to videos and resources, just Google Learn Promethean and a site with a much longer address than that will come up. And it is chock full of resources for teachers. Um, and you can follow my department, uh, again, the best department at Promethean. On Twitter, it's at Learn Promethean. Nice. Dr. O'Connor, tell us a little bit about your school district. Where can we find you guys? And, and how can we learn more about the great things that your whole district is doing these days? So, of course, our website, um, we're hoping to be able to update some of uh, the information that we're going to roll out for distance learning in the next uh, week or so. So that would be at nsd.us. Um, of course, we, you know, like to collaborate and share what's going on, um, you know, at any given time through Twitter. So my handle is at nsdleti, L-E-T-I. 
which stands for Literacies, Educational Technology, and Innovation. Um, and uh, the hashtag NSDNow uh, will also pull up um, any tweets that have been identified as part of the National School District. Well, thank you so much for being on. Nathan, you. you know, somebody who's in the front lines, we would love to hear from you. What are you thinking about as you're moving into distance learning and how can we reach out to support you, your students, and, and really keep in touch with what's going on with you and your, your program? Right now, I'm just looking at all the different programs we have at, at our district. And so many of them can be used in distance learning. So now it's just trying to get all of our teachers ready to go with so many different options that they can use. And I can be found on Twitter at, at Nate Bland. That's at N number eight, B-L-A-N-D. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for your time. And of course, saying thank you to Promethean for making today's program available to everybody. And you know what? As we said earlier, we are all in this together and you guys can have be a part of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Check us out over on TeacherCast.net. Support this and all of our programs. Join our newsletter. Find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. And of course, if you want to reach out and ask me any questions about distant learning, coaching, podcasting, you name it, you can head on over and go to feedback at TeacherCast.net. We would love to hear from you guys. Well, that wraps up this episode of the TeacherCast podcast. On behalf of Nate, Julie, Wendy, Promethean, and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.